Hello, Spacers. This is Atlas, Berserker of the Acers. I need the audience to share our story to anyone you meet. One, it'll increase my standing for promotion. And two, it'll help our group share our story through the planetary system. We love to see our supporters and backup from everyone who watches. I'll hand you over to Nathan. Hey guys, thank you for watching and supporting through following, subscribing, Patreon, and even just watching listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and make sure to leave any thoughts or questions in the comments. Until next time, Spacers. Thank you. Here we go. Roll for initiative. Welcome to Starlight, guys. We hope you enjoyed Ray's date. We hope <laughs> that you have been enjoying the show in general. And if you uh, are looking for a way to give back, it always helps to go and give a five-star review um, and even a little blurb if you want. But moving on past that, thank you for joining in today. I'm Isaac, your host. And with me, I have... I'm Courtney, and I play Ray Byrne. I'm Nathan, and I play Alice. And just to bring everyone up to speed real quick, we haven't done this in a little bit, but if you guys could let everyone know uh, what your new level is since we've leveled up recently and what your HP is at. Um, Ray uh, is level six, and her hit points are at 55. I'm Atlas. And, oh, wait, oh, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> I'm level, yeah, I'm level six, uh, Barbarian, and my HP is 59. Okay. Oh, someone's catching up. <laughs> Been rolling well. Yeah. Been rolling ro well in the HP. And so, oh gosh, does anybody have any, any announcements or anything before we jump in? This is right around the time when <laughs> Baby Yorks is due so, I don't know, I can't see into the future, but when this episode's coming out, I am either very, 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 very pregnant, or just had a baby. <laughs> yeah. And if you've just had a baby, then we probably have like a few more months worth of episodes, but if we're not recovered by then, <laughs> there might be a little bit of a mid-year break. So, yes. that being said, I can't why don't we it. jump in? I know. I can't believe it either. David, you're gonna be an uncle. When we told when we told Nathan this, Nathan went on like a 15 minute. Oh, I gotta get my life together. <laughs> Look at him now, though. Look at him now. I know. <laughs> wearing. I'm not even gonna say that on no, camera. What no, you're wearing? No. no. Not gonna worry about. It. He's wearing some very interesting. Well, on that note, well, if it's March already. I wonder if anyone, mm -hmm. if anyone's seen The Witcher season two, let me know. I just binge, I binge watched that in one day, about fifty three minutes per episode. You know, I recommend <laughs> a Hulk of a man. The, all, all of season two. What about Arcane? I watched all of that. I binge watched that every time the episodes came out and one every night. Yeah, I need to. I still need to watch yep. Arcane. I watched three episodes so, a night whenever they popped up. I watch them all. 
that those are the TV recommendations. Yep, Arcane. Arcane. Really good. Witcher. Witcher season two. Yep. Also, season if you haven't two. seen season one, then watch that. And then la- last one, Amazon Prime, Will of Time. Oh, I've been watching that so. too. I'm on episode the latest episode. Yeah. So if there are no ep- if if we have to take a mid year break, there's some stuff for you to binge. And of course, <laughs> Critical Role is great too. Yep. So keep a track on. All that. right. With that, why don't we jump into this episode of Starlight? <clears throat> Neuralink access memories. Accessing. Ray concludes her meeting with Crete after a day of pomp and nerves at the possibility of it being a date. The two share heartfelt memories, and we learn how Crete ended up as a slave, and that Ray was once raised on a pirate ship. But with that behind us, we turn an eye towards Atlas as he takes Tatiana up on her invite and heads to the underworld for his favorite pastime, Fight Night. Memories retrieved. We are going to pick up with inspiration. The inspiration was for this session was originally voted for Clive. Since he is not here right now, we are going to do another vote. And I, I'm going to vote for, I'm going to vote for Atlas for becoming Atlas, the marvelous dress extraordinaire. Oh boy. Oh, I never used my inspiration. Oh, <laughs> you could have got it. that uh, little, oh, <laughs> little midnight, <laughs> little midnight bliss. Um, I will also vote for Alice. That was very cool of you to do. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I will have to vote for myself, the fashionista, <laughs> the strongest in the universe, the strongest fashionista in the universe, <laughs> and. So with that, we jump in at a slightly different tangent of the night. Instead of focusing on Rey and her date, we look at where Atlas diverged. You make your way to the lowest of the lowest of levels. This sparring ring is not any sparring ring that is above the table, so to speak. This is one of those sparring rings that has been created in the bottom of a cellar. You know what I'm talking about? You take this lift down a few levels below ground. And once you come to the bottom, you step out. There is a chain gate at the end of a, of a hallway. There are a few other doors and sh- offshoots that go in places, but there's like a single light that works overhead and it's kind of like flashing. There's like water dripping on the floor and just past the chain link fence you can see a room that is big and been filled with dirt and it smells of sweaty bodies and the air is heated from the the excitement of people around you at the gate you see a smaller halfling dressed in a just a suit vest that has a couple like lines across it and he's wearing wearing a a flat brimmed hat looks up at you like throws a cigarette to the ground and stomps on it. He goes, "Ah, there you are, buddy. Okay, you fighting tonight or no? Yeah, I will be. Okay. Well, we got a few different cards going on here. Are we gonna be putting money on yourself? Are you putting money on someone else? You want to jump in on the betting game? No, I'm just, I just keep it to fighting. 
Okay, okay, okay. Last but uh, no beast. We got a we got a few pieces come in here, imports that were uh, smuggled in. You hoping to fight someone more of the humanoid kind, or you wanna you wanna throw your lot in with the beasties? And as you would know, every once in a while they'll try and get like something, some strange illicit creature that they'll bring in, and they'll like if it has poison or whatever, they'll they'll get rid of it. Um, and if you manage to beat the beast and kill it, you are given a big payout. Um, how many bouts is there tonight, you said? Oh, we got five bouts tonight. We're past, uh, the first one's amateur hour. But, uh, we're not gonna let you get in on that one, because you're gonna beat the shit out of them. So, if you jump in, that'll be six. Now, I know you're not betting, but I'm still opening up the betting on you. You know what? Let's try to do... Let's do two. One of the beasts and one of the... Humanoid sorts. Mm, okay, okay. <clears throat> Let's see what I can do about that. Alright. Hey, I know you've been here before, but... Uh, open up the jacket. You know the deal. I'm gonna check for any wires or anything. Okay. Oh yeah. Alice will remove his jacket. He pulls out like this metal wand and kind of like. <laughs> All right, you good? Go on. Enjoy yourself. And he opens up the, the the gate and allows you in. And it's before there was a lot of noise and and the sounds of voices, but now that you step into it and you're pushing your way through a crowd, it it is overwhelming. <laughs> Overall, you can just you can smell the adrenaline. It's it's palpable in the center uh right now you can see that the amateur hour he was talking about is in the midst of fighting except there there is it is an interesting setup that has been created you see two contestants they're both handcuffed to a central pillar so that they can neither get like very far away it has like a clear ring that goes pretty far around the pillar and so they are just duking it out and, you know, every once in a while, one of them will get knocked in the face and they'll fall, but, like, their arm will keep them dangling up and they'll sweep the feet out of someone else. And the fight very quickly divulges to, like, this, like, dangling ground match where they're just inevitably slamming each other's head and body into the pillar. One that has this kind of, like, this wildish hair and uh, this, like, thin mustache seems to get the upper hand as he, like, wraps one leg around the body and starts to get, like, this awkward lock on the body you see him going over and over welling into the other person's back of their elbow where where they are like handcuffed to the pillar you can tell that he's trying to just like break it at this odd angle just at the last minute the person kind of like finds the bearing to pull their arm back sliding the the handcuff along the railing a little bit so that the one with the mustache slams his fist into the pillar a little bit of rock and stuff kind of sprays off and you hear like a crunch as like the fist breaks the other person in the other guy's weakness kind of like pushes free and then just bites into his neck pulling free just <laughs> the other guy screams and divulges into the one that was getting his butt kicked is now on top of him welling him until eventually people come in and start pulling him apart and someone eventually unlocks them from the, the handcuffs and raises the hand. Crowd cheers. And in it all, 
You see Tayana making her way through the crowd. She's dressed in still like the same work pants from the day, but now she's just wearing like this like tank top that's just like a light green. And she finds her way to you and she goes, Oh, she didn't show up, did she? Well, it's nice to see you here, Atlas. Good to see you. You fighting tonight? Uh, yeah, I believe I have actually two. She raises an eyebrow and she says, are we fighting tonight? I have no idea. Just gonna wait and see. I don't know. The question is, do you want to fight? Well, the first question is, is there any, like, promising up-and-comer or... Hmm. Yeah, actually, there is. She kind of, like, points around the crowd to the opposite side where you see this uh, Goliath sitting there. He is surrounded by like a few who seem to be kind of like pandering to him a little bit, but he just is kind of like drinking something right now. You you can't hear what he's saying, but he just kind of like, when he laughs, they all laugh. Oh, he's that guy? Is he one of the top fighters in right now or? He hasn't lost a fight here in four months. How many fights has he had? Shows up every week. Usually fights one to two times. Any like worthwhile ones or is he just fighting some of the low class fighters? You know what a displacer beast is? I do, I do. Yeah, panthers teleport around. He took on two himself. Ripped him to pieces. Is he fighting tonight or? Oh, he just doesn't think anyone's good enough to fight him. All right. You have the I was thinking about doing the honors myself, kicking him on his ass, but, uh, you know, I could sit back and watch you do it if you wanted to. Matter of fact, yeah. he's taking a name for himself. You want to hear it? What's his name? The Duke. Okay. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've been here, so might as well put people down a peg or two. If you can set it up, then yeah, I'll fight the uh, the Duke. You kidding me? I pretty much own Ralph. And you know she's talking about the bookie up front. Mm-hmm. She goes, I could put a word in. Hey, but if you lose, I'm going to put him in his place. <laughs> and then you're doubly my bitch. We'll see, we'll see. And then she makes her way away. And you, you see her go and start talking with the, the bookie emphatically. Um, there's a few more fights that happen. Mm-hmm. But eventually it comes to like what you're guessing is your turn as the field is kind of like pushed away. You watch as someone whisper something into the Duke's ear and he gets very serious. His eyes cross the crowd and they point at you. And he nods. I got the, I got the cigar, like the cigarette cigar, slowly taking off the jacket, tattoo on the back. You know, everyone can see, muscles glistening, the adrenaline starting to pump. And to the center, you see the the main guy who's been announcing all the fights. He he comes to the center, portly human, and he raises like a PA system up to his mouth. All right, now. We have 
returning from the dead, our one, our only, Acer Berserker, Kashane Atlas! Give him some love as he makes his way up here. He thinks he can challenge the Duke. You know him. You love him. Maybe you fear him. When the Duke walks, we bow. The ground shakes. And soon we shall see who it is that lies in the pool of blood tonight. Mano y mano. No rules. Atlas, obviously, jack it off. Still has his cigar slash cigarette walking into the ring. Just, like, doing the whole, like, walk-in, flexing, trying to, like, loosen up his, like, shoulders and everything else. Gets to the middle. Atlas is, like... He's not cocky, like no, like he doesn't look cocky. He just looks like he's, like fully focused. Does the Duke seem like he's actually like a menace? Like he actually seems like he's a like a major threat. You can make your insight check if you want. Oh, insight. Oh, oh. Oh, not one. Never mind. I don't know. He right. seems to hold his cards very close to his chest as he walks out. All right. And this is just like an open ring, right? Or is it like closed in? It is, it is closed in, um, but it is closed in part, like the fence itself only goes up to like waist height, mm-hmm. but the people all ringed up against it are o- almost like a living fence. So just to give you an idea, like if you were pushed up against the fence, people will like push back as well. <laughs> okay. Or the Duke walks out and he, as he's walking out, he hands his jacket like this just thick padded like leather uh, armor type jacket, jacket off to too. one of his friends as he comes to the center his skin is pale completely bald and you can see the pattern of like some sort of tribal tattoo mixed in with some acer tattoos as well he has this bone shard necklace with three what look like kind of like fish bones that come off jutting maybe like rib pieces off the center he takes it off and as he, from the way he was talking to his friends, you'd expect someone with a lot of bravado and pride. But as he comes to the center of the ring, he doesn't even look at you. He holds it, the necklace cupped in his hands, skits down on his knees, says a prayer over the, over the bones, kisses him. He opens up the necklace clasp and moves the bones off and he throws it onto the ground and looks at it. The crowd goes quiet. And then as he stands... He goes, The gods have sent me luck. The bones land a will. And then he gathers them up, hands them to his friends. And when he turns, I want you to make a perception roll. Uh, 16 plus 2. 18. You see in his right hand just this flicker of lightning that goes <laughs> like from like thumb to like finger points. He's about 10 feet across from you. And he says, you can walk away now if you wish. Is he a lot bigger than me? Well, you're a thicker build. He He's a little bit thin. He's thick too, mm-hmm. but he's just like a little bit more thinner and taller. Okay. So Alice will like kind of like walk up to him. Not not phase at all. Lean forward. And he's just going like, to very quietly so only he can hear and just say, the gods won't save you. And start like walking back to his like corner. While he says that and starts walking away, Alice is going to grow. So he's going to grow slightly. For technical terms, Alice is going to rage. And he's going to have his tail start growing out. And he's going to... And then steam is going to start bellowing out. Alice will turn towards him and his eyes will be red. 
his like maw at this point will be not really a mouth anymore. It'll be more like a bestial maw. As those changes go, he just kind of cocks his head curiously and then nods. You are up first. Atlas will s- circle his prey slightly. He's starting close or just at our corners? About Yeah, at your corners. Okay. We'll say about 15 feet apart. Perfect. Atlas will jump that whole distance with a reckless. Go ahead and roll a straight performance roll. Uh, 14. The crowd goes, <gasps> oh, as you like, just take their breath away. I want that like explosive uh, anime look too, and it just explodes off the ground, you know. Oh, also, by the way, just so because this is a new, this is a new perk of me. It's the bestial soul, right? Okay. So when you jump, you can make a strength athletics check and extend your jump by a number of feet equal to the check's total. You can only make this check once per. Oh. Time. So I. That's why I said like it doesn't matter. I was like it doesn't matter how many feet that is. I'm jumping 30, 40, <laughs> I'm jumping feet. <laughs> You jump and land in front of the Duke. What do you do? Um, I'm take just two swings and have it reckless. Twenty-five, twenty-three, both a hit. Twenty-one. Twenty-one points of damage. Yeah, because it was uh, my D fours were three and four, and then plus four because each attack I get my strength modifier added to it. That'll be plus four, to, yeah. well, plus four to both those, and then Raging is plus three to both of those. The Duke goes... And as you do that, there's something peculiar that happens. Yes, there's dark liquid that runs down his arm, but you see that the wounds within show a bright light. It's as if, almost as if beneath his skin there it, he's like composed of light itself. There's almost like this like crackle of electricity that runs through this rip, and this bright light just goes... Whoosh, I need you to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. 13 plus 5, 18. The light is so bright, you're almost blinded for a second, but you're able to make out his shadow as he starts to move. And you watch as, like, the wounds on his body start to, like, knit up. Like, almost as if there's, like, this lightning arc that goes... That starts to, like, knit up the wound just a little bit. (sighs) Interesting. And then he raises his fist, and then he takes a step, and suddenly he disappears. In that moment, you feel the air just go as if something moved past you really fast. At the very last second, you thought you saw a blur, and you were right. You move just slightly back. You follow that blur, and it is as if he's possessed by technomancy or some strange inherent ability but it almost appeared as if he moved all the way across the field in a split second mm-hmm. at the far end you can see in his grasp he's holding someone who was leaning across the railing too far the person looks like they've passed out and he kind of lifts him up do you see what happens when you move out of my way and he throws the person to the side Come on.
Alice will see that, and then we'll charge slash like lunge and just like from where I am, just get right to him again and start attacking him again. Nat twenty, and the second one, twenty-five. Twenty-five damage. He kind of gets battered back. You see the surprise in 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 all of it as he steps back and staggers. <laughs> Alice is just going to growl under his breath and say, I told you your god wouldn't save you. And then he comes barreling towards you, and he's going to attack you. He throws a flurry of punches and then finishes off the attack with a hit of the knee. You have, you have advantage also, because of Reckless. Although, if you do hit me, I can use my tail and add a d8 to my AC. First one was a 21. The second one was also a 21. It rolled two 16s. And the last one with advantage was a 14, so 19. I'm adding a D8 for one of the attacks, yeah. If one, it says basically oh, yeah. for the trade, yeah. If I if one of, if an attack... The lowest one to hit you is the, is the last one, which is the knee. I have a D8. I'll just... For the first one that attacks me, or hit me. What's the first one? 21. 8 to my AC. It's 23. But it's only for that one attack. His fists hit your tail as it flicks up, blocking you as you added eight to your AC for the first attack. But he doesn't slow in that moment. He then grabs the tail with the other hand and uses it to pull you towards him, which he then he changes his second attack by throwing his uh, his elbow up into your jawline, cracking you across the face, followed by a knee straight into the stomach. Ooh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Do my two attacks. 25, uh... Oh, this is rigged 100%. I got another eight, a 10 and an 18. So 20. <laughs> you throw him to the ground after another round of hits. Poof, poof, poof. He flies back, and just, like, the crowd pushes him to the ground. Already all of them chanting, Atlas, 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 Atlas. And the Duke, for a moment, you think he's knocked out, just barely moving. The countdown starts, and then at seven, he gets up. He's kind of woozy as he stands. You can see he's on his last leg at one point of HP. He looks at you cross-eyed and says, I don't know who you think you are but I have not lost a single round by the blood of my fathers and his father I will see you smoke and you watch as this electricity starts to build once more in his hand he steps forward and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw 17. You just barely move out of the way. You don't get hit by the full brunt of it, but you feel your side light up. You feel electricity arc up and down your body. You look down and you just see like blood, this trail of crimson that pulls at your feet. And you see him reappear in a straight line behind you. You look back, kind of confused the electricity kind of fades from his hand and you can see there's like crimson stained on it that is 27 points of damage the crowd kind of pauses for a second 
you get the feeling that this guy is a one-hit KO knockout uh, artist kind of guy. Uh, 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 uh. And they wait to it see if you fall. And when you don't fall, what do you do? Alice will slowly, and as like a predator, start walking towards him. Unfazed by his like leaking body, right? The blood pouring out. Roll a performance check okay. with advantage. A two and a seven, so seven. The crowd holds its breath. Alice will... 19? Hit. Okay. Alright. And how do you want to knock him out? Alice will, like, wrap his tail around him and, like, pick him up. As you start to lift him up, you see his hand start to go loose. And he accidentally drops the necklace of the bones onto the ground below him. And he, he starts kind of trying to reach for it as you start to pull him up away from it. I have no sympathy. Alice will start to like slightly like crush him with his tail and then get close to him again. Alice will just look into his eyes and just basically ask him, where are your gods now? Roll an intimidation. Nine. (laughs) My father's. My father's. As he's saying that, he's looking down at the necklace, trying to reach for it. Alice will just launch this guy out of the ring. Like, as far as I can act, literally throw him. The crowd just barely moves out of the way. And when he lands, he just crumples. And Alice, in the middle of the ring, will just do his, his roar, head back, arms flexing and everything, and just... Atlas. 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 As the dust begins to settle, you are given like a, a a horn of ale to drink from, and you're given a much less potent cigar than you're used to. But hey, this is what people yeah. have, <laughs> and you are propped up on the duke's chair. His area, his like people pushed away from it while he's being like nursed back to health. Alice will obviously stop raging, and he'll pick up the necklace, that bone necklace that the guy had. Take a quick glance at it. Not really too hard. Anything look fancy on it? Any humming? Any nothing? It's literally just scrimshaw. Okay. It has like a few ruins written in it. Some sort of language. I'll walk over to the previous uh, duke. You see his whole entire posse is, is around him. They all kind of smelt back from your presence as you come near. Alice will uh, put the necklace on the guy's chest and then grab his arm or his hand and like put it like to cover it so he can hold it. The hand is weak, but he grasps it. And his eyes kind of, like, roll open as he looks at you. Uh, You were right. The gods were not with me. Many thanks for bringing this back. (laughs) You fight like a demon. With that, 
Atlas will turn away and ha he has to do the slight flex of his back to a point to where like his muscles and everything else with, with the tattoo form like the face of like that his dragon on his back. And as you make your way back to your new appointed seat, about 20 minutes pass. Some people leave, some people come. For the final fight is yet to happen. I'm trying to recover if there's anywhere possible for me to, you know, bandage it up. Oh, a yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only about a 20-minute wait yeah. before you see the guy go out to the center again. And he goes, Your, your new, new ring, ring champion, champion. Atlas! has offered and decided to fight once more for a second time for your pleasure! How do you feel? And the crowd just goes, How do you feel? Atlas, Atlas, we have brought from a planet far away, smuggled in below the prying eyes of our lovely boss mother and father, Something, Something worth, worth to fight. Yes. yes. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Bring, Bring it in. The part of the gate opens up, and you have no idea how in the heck they managed to smuggle this in, but oh, no. a crate that is many times larger than you. The bottom is steel. The top is steel. The uh, outside has like a plasma shield around it, and you see within this reptilian creature that stands about your height it stands on two legs it looks like it's stuck in there it looks like it's hungry hasn't eaten in a while you can see it has four eyes on the side teeth that come off of a snout you've heard of these things before it is a raptor atlas as you were making your way back to the ring to fight. The raptor looks so similar to the creature you became. Just like a mini version of it. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Woo! 17 plus 2, 19. The echoes of the Tarrasque just run through your mind. The losing of it you push those shivers away. Do you still wish to fight it? Oh yeah. Alice has already started raging and started to like start going like bestial more so than usual. How much uh, HP do you think I recover? You know, <laughs> my rule for short rests is every five minutes is one dice. Okay, so I'm gonna roll. How many? So you said it was twenty minutes. Yep. So I can roll. Have like forty twelves or what? Four hit dice. Yep. Okay. All two, we're not starting out good. Okay, that's nine, eleven, fifteen. All right, that's I'm not I'm not at full, but you know what? Do we, we got to do out here? The commentator stops you, and he goes, "Now you know the rules, Atlas. 
We are going to have the crowd protected from this beast. While its most dangerous appendage has been removed, and he points down to the to the to the toes, where you can see like the giant like knife like claws have been removed. He goes, It still has teeth. And it could still hurt you. It could still hurt anyone. If you need anything, call cease. And then he points out to the crowd where you can see a few of the handlers have like tranquilizer weapons. And they will intervene. Are you sure about this? Atlas, as he's raging, is just gonna like kind of grunt, just gonna leap into the ring. Good man. Ladies and gentlemen, let the fight of the night begin! And you watch as like similar shielding goes up from the fence and wraps around, creating like this like pinkish dome that like puts you in this like weird neon light with the beast and just as that happens the crate plasma on it just goes away and the top falls on the creature as it stands and pushes it out of the way and just and then it just charges and once it gets up next to you it tries to like still use its foot to claw at you as it leaps and so the first attack does hit, but then when it comes back around to try and bite you and then whip its tail around, both of those miss. Okay, I, I wrote a five, so my AC would be 21. You throw your fist up, push, and you knock it back as your tail then creates further distance between you and it. It is your turn. Thinking about the Tarasque, Atlas will just lunge at its, like, face. But first hit. Hits. Second attack, 19, 12 plus 7, damage, 24. So it rears back, shakes its head. It's my turn to roll initiative. Oh, God. This is... The dice are with you. Oh, thank God. I rolled a nat 1. Oof. You get two turns this round. Oh, too, it gets none. Too easy. Too easy out here. Okay. We're going to get two reckless attacks going. 22. And then... 13 plus 7, 20. If it's, if it's over 13, you're hit, you always hit. Okay. 19 damage. Actually, I'm going to use my tail to attack him. 16 plus 7, 20. Yeah, it hits. Then 13. 13 damage for that one. I'm just going to use one of my normal, my normal fists. 19. 11. Rears back, stunned. You come in rushing from all sides, just one hit after another, and it seems to start tracking you, and that's when you spin, kind of like this roundhouse, but instead of kicking, the tail comes out, slicing along, almost like slicing out the, the gullet of it. It lets out a roar, and then you just come up with another uppercut, and you see teeth come flying out. It is looking, it is looking bloodied. All right, the raptor's up first. It lets out a roar, and it just comes back at you. It makes its attacks, and of them, both attacks hit. One at a 25 and one at a 20. Uh, I only got a one on my tail. They both hit. Okay, your tail comes up to shield you, but it's too little, too late. As it bites into you, it bites right at the shoulder. You feel like the muscle kind of goes slack in your arm as it bites through a little bit of a tendon. That is 24 points of damage. Is that, like, piercing, or? It is 24 points of piercing damage, yes. 48. No, no, no. It's you can have oh, it. Okay. Oof. 
So it's 12 points of piercing damage. The tail then comes around and it slams into you 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Would that be and then eight I, or seven? It would be seven. It's always half in your favor. Okay. And then I need you to go ahead and make a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw? The 12 plus 7, 19. The tail almost sweeps you off your feet, but it's not enough. Oh, it is your turn. All right. Now that it's my turn. 8 plus 7. Hey, you said over 13, so yeah, hits. My second attack. 14, yeah, 14 plus 7. Okay, so those are both hit. 18 damage. So you again come in with another barrage. Oof. You watch as like one of its little arms actually snaps and breaks. You can see it's covered in like a bludgeon of colors now. And it's kind of stumbling around. Two attacks, two attacks, two attacks. First one. Nat 20. Out of 20 and a 14. Second attack's at 19, so it hits. 20 on the first attack, and then second one. How would you like to kill it? Oh, you already know. <laughs> so, alright. Atlas, seeing just this blurry, because obviously he's been battered and bruised, probably coughing up blood a little, but he uh, will lunge at the raptor, pull it down by like his maw or whatever, and get onto its back. Atlas will use his own teeth and just bite into its neck and just start ripping away like rapidly. Just like repeatedly ripping out more and more of its neck. What begins is a violent bucking as it's trying to throw you off its back. It becomes more and more tame. Its legs go weak, its knees go wobbly, and slowly it begins to fall to the ground until it falls to the side and it's just in the death throes jerking as you pull the last meat. The pinkish hue from the shields uh, around you, around that dome, goes away with a And suddenly you can hear the crowd once more. And the cheer for you is honestly, it is enough to shake the foundation of this building. And the guy comes back out. Our champion! Our king of the night! Atlas! Taking home the purse! Give it up for him as he grabs your hand and raises it for everyone to see. The rest is kind of a blur as you then are like congratulated by people. You're given more drinks. Uh, people are asking you if you're going to show up again sometime soon. And of course, there is 1,500 credits moved into your accounts. I need you to make perception roll as you are in the middle of all this glitz and glamour. All right. All right, perception, 10. It is not until she is standing nearly in front of you that the haze of the battles, the drink, 
all begin to fade away. That you see her. The woman dressed in black. Skin pale. Eyes that are completely white. And hair that looks like it's... It is also an ebony hue that is almost looks like a knotted mess of tangled rope and forest life. There is a smell of decay and rot about her. And she, she stands there before you. You recognize her from the many funerals that you've been at, especially for heroes. You see the sword griever, the black lady standing before you. Is everyone still around or? Yeah. yeah. As she makes her way up, the crowd goes quiet. Oh, she's walking towards you me. Hear some, you hear some people whisper, how did she get in here? How did... The bookie looks panicked. And then you even hear like someone say, she just appeared. She's from nowhere. She comes up to you. She says, Atlas. Come, come, come. We have words. Atlas will, uh, I mean, out of honor and respect, he'll start following her, but like cautiously. She shares nothing more with you. She walks back out the way that you came in. And once you guys step into the elevator, you see her look at you once the door closes and the thrum goes away. She presses no buttons, but instead she touches the front of the door and there is this like purplish dark light that runs through all of the cracks within this lift system. You don't even feel the lift move. It just goes, ding. The doors open. And you are met by the cold air. And before you, you see another set of doors that it looks like it is this whole entire area in front of you is like a hallway carved out of rock. Looks like the bedrock of the maybe the island or the foundation on which Etrilus is built. And you see that this door is also wrought of iron, but it has like the symbol uh, of those who worship death on the front of it. And she goes, Are you afraid? No, I've... My whole life has been surrounded by death. Would you Would be you afraid be if the dead spoke, 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 spoke to you? To you? I don't believe so. I've been haunted by that of my comrades for as long as I can remember. That seems enough for her. And then she nods and starts walking ahead of you, the sound of her footsteps just echoing within this cavern as she goes to the door the door opens for her just stone grating on stone and in the interior she leads you through another hallway this one a little bit more it's still like naturally hewn but 
It looks more like something carved it out, like not mankind, like something burrowed through it. And you can see in it that there are other doorways set in, but she takes you down a series and into a center chamber that opens up. And in the center of this room, it is dark. There is no electrical lighting of any kind, just torches light the place. In the center of the room, you can see a forge. You see all sorts of metal. You see unfinished blades, none that are black or of her make, like her normal make when they're finished. But this forge has what looks like spider webs that run off of it. But they're great webs. They run almost like almost like that of a of a loom attached to the walls and attached to the floors every single thread however leading to this forge she she brings you to the central forge and on it you finally can see and this through like a a series of like holes that are set in the ceiling probably like reflected light through you can see the moonlight is shining straight down onto the forge lighting it and there you see a long katana made of black metal the pommel itself is wrapped in fine brown leathers it is not ostentatious but it is not simple either you can see the back of it actually has a slight bleed over into blue and she lifts it up and she hands it to you do you know whose blade this is is? no this This is Gideas Kashin's His ashes are in this blade. So, in a way, you are carrying him with you. I have spoken with a vestige of him just before he died. You were meant to have this. Otherwise, his spirit wouldn't rest. And her fingers trace up the blade, and she lets it cut her finger at the end, but no blood comes out. She twists the blade with two fingers in your hand, and on the back side that you weren't looking at, you see a constellation upon it. This was the last thing on his mind. I do not know what it was meant to him, to him, to him, but of the two of the things, two things that he carried, that he carried with, him with him in his dying, in his moments. dying moments, it was this, it constellation, was this constellation and you. And you. And you. Care for this, Care blade. For this blade. blade. His soul will his not, soul rest, not until rest until whatever this, whatever means, this means is done. Is done. And when that and end, when that is, end met, is met, this blade can this rest blade in can his rest pyre. His pyre. She fetches a scabbard and gives it to you.
now let's try to almost like not really inspect it but um he's just heavily focused on it kind of does he seem like the kenny the sword griever was basically speaking about speaking to gideas do i hear or feel anything no for you it is just a blade i mean outside of the honor of it so nor so normal practice would be when someone dies the person is cremated the sword griever takes the remains from the pyre and uses it to make the blade of course they have to be of rank or of some f special consideration to, mm -hmm. that she would do this and so the blade literally contains the person and then those who like have this honor of being killed this way are added to the rock garden like a rock that symbolizes them and the blade is then basically cemented into it that was feel as if he must to uh you know atone no okay okay i'm just yeah no it's not across, it's not I'm matching anyway all the all the check it is it it is a plus two weapon hmm. go ahead and make a history roll okay Ooh, history i'm pretty sure that's bad for me that 20 minus one so 19 you've never heard of the sword griever making a blade with any markings on it like yes the hilt is changed a little bit to match the person the uh the sheath is done in such a way but it is almost considered sacrilege to like put art onto the blade itself so the fact that there is a constellation on it i don't recognize a constellation i'm assuming you could do a history roll on that as well <laughs> okay 17 minus 1 16 you do It is Bahamut's constellation. A constellation that Bahamut's pass was named after. He'll look over to the sword griever and say, I'm honored, but I don't really understand what Gideon's really wanted. Neither do Neither I. Do I. But he, but meant he meant you in this constellation. In this constellation. Those were his Those dying, were thoughts. dying thoughts. The only thing the only his soul, thing his soul could, think could think of when I tried when to I communicate, tried with, communicate with, him. with him. I wish he would have said something about the attack. But... Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, who's to know the way, know of, the the way of the living? dead or the living? Hmm? Hmm. I am curious now that I have this moment with you. Where do you. How are you able to speak with the dead or have the certain abilities that you do? Make a charisma roll. 12 plus. Just 12. There are some there things. Are some things. That cannot, that be, cannot explained. be explained. And you get this weird itch on the back of your neck as if something or someone running a, like a, a claw or a finger down the back of your neck. She's not looking at you, she's looking past you. Ah. Hmm. That will be considered. And then she returns her attention to you. Do you believe what they say about me? 
that those who speak to me, that they are cursed, doomed to die shortly after. I believe that anyone's so-called fate can be changed. Hmm. I believe the same thing too. But nevertheless, I will begin working on your blade. She's saying I'm dying. She said I'm gonna die. <laughs> Alright, Alice will just take the blade out one more time. And I go through like any forms that Atlas knows. It's a balanced blade. It feels amazing. He will put it back in the scabbard. And how do you become a sword griever? You give your soul up. And there is only one sword griever. When you look at her, you get you get a good look at her, and she is like unfathomably ancient. You also get the sense that you're not alone with just her, but there's nothing there as well. She reaches a bony hand up, kind of crooks it onto one of like the spider webs that run to the anvil. You're at the center of it all. You know that, don't you? Threads of fate, echoes, vibrations. I don't know what your fate is. But it involves this universe. It involves you. And in it, there seems to be only a few outcomes. Yes. I will work on your blade. And we will see if you can change that fate. Well, I don't plan on dying anytime soon, but my time comes, my time comes. So at least make it a good one. She nods, but doesn't smile. She steps towards you and she says, the living are so brave. And then she taps your forehead with one finger. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Nat one plus two. A three. Everything goes dark. And you wake up the next morning in your bed. When you roll your head over, you see Gideus's blade next to you. And with that, I think that's probably a good place to call the game. So thank you for joining in, Spacers. Um, yeah, and hopefully next time we'll have Clive back and we will see what we're gonna do opal beaches eggs swords who knows so till next time
See you later, spacers. You wanna hit that? Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.